It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, which is well and truly underway, isn't it? Well over halfway. And of course, podcasting available to you every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from. Well, the week has almost come to a bit of a grinding halt. We are up to Friday, July the 21st. And if you're into a bit of fitness, whatever that may be, this coming weekend, uh, good luck. I've still found it extremely difficult getting back into exercise after the very first bout of the COVID lockdowns. And coming up this morning, we have the podcast series Buying Perth Property because that's what people appear to be doing in Perth and Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory is joining me and a very good morning to you Matthew. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning to you Craig. And how are you going with your exercise? Because I see you have decided to do an ultra marathon. You're you're a bit keen aren't you with all this exercising? And I don't even like running, but I do like sort of setting myself a big goal each year. We call it a Masogi challenge. So it's a Japanese ritual where you, once a year, you step well outside your comfort zone and try to uh, try to tackle a task or an event that is, that you have a, technically you have to have a 50-50 chance of success or failure. So you're really pushing yourself. Uh, and so this year I'm trying to get back into some running and I've signed up for an ultra marathon in September. But I, uh, I bulged a disc in my back about five weeks ago, so I've lost the first month and a bit of training, and I'm cr- trying to cram training for an ultramarathon into about a six-week period, so we'll see how we go. What is an ultramarathon compared to just a standard marathon? Uh, what's the difference? Uh, standard marathon's 42. This is a short ultra, so this is only 55 of trail. Ah, right. um, a little bit technical in the trail and a little bit of up and down, but nothing too difficult for my first one back. I remember when I was 37, same as you actually, I actually hate running for the sake of running and I thought I'd do a marathon. Everything was going really well into about five weeks of training and then couldn't get out of bed one one morning and I go and see the doctor and he says, how have you been training? And I said, well, every day. He said, you haven't had a rest day. I said, nope. And he said, well, you're not 21. (laughs) You know, what are you thinking? As you get older, you've just got to nurse that body a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm getting some good treatment and some good advice. So hopefully I'll be ready. All right. So we'll come back in just a moment. We'll talk about the Perth property market with Matthew next. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. Well, you might have caught up on this news about Helen Mary Rosamond has been sentenced to a maximum of 15 years in prison for embezzling millions from the NAB. Rosamond and her co-officer Defender Rosemary Rogers dishonestly obtained millions of dollars from the NAB using fraudulent invoices. Why do people do this? 
Well, Rosamond's benefited by 4.4 million, there's your reason, and Rogers by 5.5 million. The fraud funded an opulent lifestyle, including luxury holidays, business class flights, and more. But now, of course, uh, they're going to spend plenty of time thinking about those holidays because that's all they'll have. All right, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 21st of July, hope that you got enough money to make a nice night of it tonight. You are celebrating your birthday with Josh Harnett. He's turning 45. Paloma Faith, the British singer, she's turning 42. Juno Temple, the British actor, she's turning 34. And Cat Stevens is celebrating a birthday today. He's turning 75. It's the main centre forecast. And let's head around the country. It is a Friday morning. We want to know what's happening in Sydney. Good news, mainly fine, 18 degrees. Melbourne, cloudy and also dry and fine. A little bit cool with the temperature, though, just 14. Brisbane expecting the sunshine with 24. And in Perth today, unfortunately, some showers. Your high, 19. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. And we are back with Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory there in Perth. And first off this morning, Matthew, what is happening around Perth stock levels? They have dropped again in Perth this week. The question many ask is how low can they go? Is there an horizon in the future when stock perhaps is going to meet the growing demand? What do you think? Yeah, look, it's it's obviously at chronically low levels and historically low levels at the moment. It dropped again from last week. Not a huge drop, but still trending downwards. We're sitting at just over 5,000 properties on market. Um, but we are starting to see some positive trends, um, specifically in vacant land sales. They've increased of late. So that shows that perhaps there's an appetite returning for people to um, start building homes again. However, as you know, that's a leading indicator like building approvals. It's a very early leading indicator. So it's going to take some time to see any real positive impact on the market in terms of stock levels from that activity that we're seeing currently. We're also seeing significantly lower rates of uh, increases on construction costs, both nationally and especially in WA. So that's a really positive sign that might be contributing to that returning appetite for construction, where people are seeing that there's a a little bit more value in actually pursuing a, a home build as opposed to buying something established. And this lack of stock in the market is a double-edged sword for somebody like yourself because not only are you looking for investors, but you are also a property developer. And as a project manager with Capital Property Advisory, perhaps uh, give us an overview of the current construction landscape for residential property developers. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, we are seeing some positive signs statistically in terms of the uh, the construction costs. Um, but when I say that, we're talking about a softening of certain um, prices of certain key construction inputs. So, for example, bricks have dropped in price from over well over three dollars to about a dollar eighty. So that's obviously one of the earlier trades, and and demand has softened for those earlier trades like concreters and bricklayers. So we're seeing some positivity there. Um, statistically, according to CoreLogic, um, some recent stats that they put out just suggested that the, the cost to build a typical new home had increased by only 0.7% in the June quarter. 
that's the lowest rate that we've seen since September 2020, and that's well below the decade-long average. So that's a really positive sign that things are trending in the right direction. And surprisingly, WA was actually the lowest uh, increase nationally uh, at only 0.5%, so annualised at 2% increase. So those numbers were off the charts historically just recently over the last few years, and now they're really starting to trend in a more positive direction. And just sticking with that positivity, because there is a bit of good news being reported with that construction cost increases starting to soften, which we hope is going to morph into a larger softening as the months roll on. So what does that mean, do you think, for, let's say, developers right now and the larger property market? Look, for developers, it's a, it's quite a unique scenario where demand is far outstripping supply, which is normally what we look for as as developers, but supply is not materialising because of all the issues that we've had in the construction space. So typically, when we have demand far out exceeding supply, developers rush in to create more supply because there's profit there, uh, but that hasn't been the case um, due to uh, development and construction costs being very high, timeframes being very long. You couple that with increases on interest rates and the risk element as well. And not many sites are feasible to develop at the moment. So you see, we have seen developers sitting on their hands for some time, but also from our boots on the ground perspective, we are starting to see a little bit more appetite for development sites that we've been looking at. Um, We have seen a little bit more activity from, from smaller developers and infill developers here in Perth. Yeah, that's great uh, that that's starting to get a bit of an uplift in terms of those developers. Now, let's drill down on Perth's increasing demand for new housing, which is skyrocketing at the moment. And you combine that with uh, the Perth market being absolutely starved for new housing stock. So what sort of an impact right now is that having on developers and uh, probably just as importantly, investors? Yeah, I guess from our perspective, what what we're seeing in the market is that developers have been sort of sitting back and, and waiting and, and assessing numbers probably on a quarterly or a six monthly basis to see what's changing. And there has been a gap between the cost to build new and the cost to purchase an established property. And over time, that gap will organically close and we're seeing that. So we're seeing it all trend in the right direction. And very recently, because of that, we've started proactively talking to some of our clients about running feasibility studies on their sites. We've bought upwards of probably 60 to 80 development sites over the last five years, all in good areas that have experienced some really good growth lately. And we're just closely assessing those now to see at what point we feel like they might be worthwhile actually spending a little bit of time and money on and starting that planning process. Um, And the headwinds that we're seeing at the moment are suggesting that if you were to start your planning process and your design process in the the not too distant future, um, within 12 to 18 months, I feel like we'll probably start to see some feasible sites there and some profit margins returning to levels that might green light a site and get it out of the ground. Mm, Okay. And we always, always like to talk about strategies and trying to predict outcomes and situations in the real estate market. It's not always easy. But that said, what strategies would you recommend for property developers looking to take advantage right now in the current market conditions? I would suggest that if you've got land at the moment, that you keep a close eye on costs and and what's happening in the construction space and run your feasibility studies and update them regularly with a view to potentially get your your project out of the ground in the next 12 to 18 months is my best bet on when the timing would be right. If you're a home buyer, 
looking at vacant land now and trying to get in before the prices continue to increase. Now that appetite for vacant land has is improved, you're going to see the, the cost of vacant land start to increase. So if you don't have land yet, then I would get into the market in that uh, space as, as quickly as possible. The fact that we've got these leading indicators showing some positivity is good, but the actual stock that will come on the back of that is at least two years away. So we're going to be undersupplied for some time and we will have some stock coming to market with some of the, the existing builds being finished and people moving out of rentals or out of an existing home into their new build. So that will supply us with a little bit of stock to keep us moving a little bit. But the result of these leading indicators, which do look positive, won't actually give us any positive outcome in terms of stock levels for probably two years plus. So there's going to be continued upward pressure on both sales and rental values during that time. All right, so as always, a ton of information from you, Matthew, on the Perth property market. Enjoy your Friday. Look after your back for that ultra marathon, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Craig. Have a great weekend, mate. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 